Science on the Menu, a podcast by the European Food Safety Authority. Hello and welcome to you all for this very special episode of EFSA's podcast series, Science on the Menu. Today, in fact, we're going to be talking about something rather unusual on our menus, and that is insects. Maybe your idea of a tasty snack is a piece of fruit, or some biscuits, or a couple of slices of toast and jam. But what would you say if you were offered something a bit more adventurous? Fried crickets, or grasshoppers, for example, which are popular in Thailand and Mexico where they're prepared with special sauces, or chilli and lime. Well, we're going to explore what eating insects is all about today, and also talk about how we at EFSA are involved with this issue. So let's begin, and joining me in the studio today to shed some light on this subject is one of EFSA's uh, novel food experts, Ermolaus Ververis. Ermolaus, a very warm welcome to you, and how are you doing? Hello, James. Thank you a lot for having me here. I'm very excited, actually, to talk about this topic today. Good. Well, we're very excited to, to have you here as well. Actually, before we begin, I should just say to our listeners. So those of you who um, who stay with us for the duration of this podcast will be rewarded with a surprise at the end. And I'm not going to give away too much more uh, for the time being, but um, do stay with us to find out what that means. Okay, so Ermolaus, let's begin at the beginning, so to speak. And um, when we talk about insects, uh, we talk about insects as a novel food. So maybe we just uh, we, we we clarify for our listeners what we mean by novel foods. Sure. Let let, let me ask you actually. What uh, does it come to your mind when you hear the word novel? Uh, novel for me, well, new. Correct. Novel can be something new. It can be something that is unusual, something that is not conventional, but it can also be something innovative. Actually, for us uh, Europeans. Uh, Whatever has not been consumed in Europe, in the European Union, before 1997, up to a significant amount, and is coming from a new source, it's produced using uh, new technologies, it's a new substance, or it's something traditionally consumed in countries outside of the European Union, is considered novel food. Okay, so um, examples of novel food, what have we got uh, in the EU already? As you have already mentioned, insects and products thereof are, do count as novel foods. Yeah. Also, some other examples could be UV-treated milk and, and bread, the non-sticking chewing gum. Non, non-sticking chewing gum? Yeah, yes. Actually, it was a compound added chewing gums. Yeah. Uh, that would prevent them from sticking on the floor and on surfaces in general. Yeah. Uh, and also uh, something traditionally consumed outside was is like chia seeds that uh, came to 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 us from uh, South America. But we should also have in our minds that uh, here in Europe we have been always exposed to novelty, to dietary novelties, foods that we currently consider staples like something ordinary like tomatoes potatoes have arrived here uh, some centuries ago fascinating to think about that now that tomatoes potatoes really staple parts of the mediterranean diet uh were once 
you know, novel foods themselves. Yeah. We're talking about insects today, and you know, for for many consumers in Europe, the idea it takes some getting used to. Let's let's say, but outside of the EU, we know that uh, I mean, insects are, are a very important part of uh, of many uh, diets in different geographies uh, across the world. Indeed, 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 James, as you have uh, correctly pointed out, insects, some species of insects have uh, been part of the diet uh, of different populations around the globe up to a different degree and consumed under different occasions. As you as you have said, for us here in Europe, it's something new. By legislation, it is insects and their products are novel food, so we have to assess their safety before they may end up in the European market. But... Um, also, we have to keep in mind that uh, all these things, uh, you know, have been have changed throughout uh, our history. You know, Aristotle uh, back in ancient Greece. Yeah. Uh, in one of his books, it's called History of Animals. He described uh, different animal species, how they look like, what they do, all these kind of aspects. And he described uh, some insects, and um, in the description of these insects. He was uh, saying how taste changes from uh, the females to males, and actually saying which one tastes better. And this uh, automatically means that somebody back uh, in ancient Greece used to consume insects. However, we don't know how much, who, under which uh, occasions. But um, it's something that uh, agrees exactly with, with what you said. Our dietary patterns, they change, they evolve they include or exclude uh, different uh, different food items. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I find it, like I said, I find it fascinating. Presumably, I mean, you're a, a Greek man yourself. <laughs> uh, presumably, they're not eating uh, insects. Uh, you know, it's not widespread uh, on, on the menu in, in Greece today. No, 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 I, no. Say, I would say def- definitely no. Our dietary habits and patterns have changed uh, since then a lot. Yeah, they probably weren't doing food risk assessment back then either. <laughs> I, I would say no. <laughs> no, and not in a systematic way anyway. And maybe that's an opportunity just to ask you, you know, where does EFSA come in? EFSA for novel foods, same as for other aspects of the food and food chain. Uh, we provide scientific advice to the risk managers. Risk managers are the European Commission, uh, the, the member states. So what we do here at EFSA is to assess the safety of products deriving from insects. What we do is also to take care of collaborations in this scientific field and also to communicate our findings to the public and also to all of our to all those interested in in, in, EFSA, in EFSA's work. Yeah, okay. Maybe just to, to be clear what we mean by risk managers. So uh, essentially, we're talking about um, policymakers, uh, legislators at the European level, so the European Commission, for example, and the uh, relevant authorities in the member states, uh, the competent bodies, who essentially make law um, and decide on whether or not to authorize uh, products uh, for placement on the market in the EU. Yeah, exactly. And, and okay, so. Um, we have a role, generally speaking, in uh, scientific risk assessments of providing scientific advice. 
Um, when it comes to the assessment, the risk assessment of insects, what is it we're looking for specifically? So for uh, insects, same as for all novel foods, EFSA has already provided some guidance on, on what is to be considered for assessing their safety. Um, we look into many different aspects, how these uh, animals uh, are farmed, aspects of the production process in general, what uh, is in there from a compositional point of view, studies that uh, have to do with toxicity, allergenicity, so n nutrition. So we put together all of these elements together with uh, experts from all over the all over Europe, and um, in this way we we proceed with the safety assessment for um, for insects. What we have assessed so far, uh, only a few products from specific species in the species. We have found that um, one a very important uh, element linked to the safety is what insects eat because many of these species have the ability to accumulate hazardous compounds if they are present in the feed for example heavy metals uh, some toxins so we don't want these uh, compounds to be in in the insects and at the end in the food yeah some other aspects that we have um, let's say were uh, somehow alerting were allergenicity aspects because um, we found that insects can cause allergic reactions to people who do not have allergies so far, but also to people who have already allergies, allergic reactions to some other foods, for example, to shrimps, uh, to mollusks. And also another important element is that uh, we consume the insects, usually uh, 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 the, entire, the entire insect, right? So it means that uh, there may be some traces of allergens from the feed, for example, gluten or soy. So uh, all of these elements have to be taken into consideration uh, regarding the safety of this product. Okay, yeah, so I mean, that's interesting. In some, well, in, in many respects, I guess, the assessment uh, of, of insects as novel food is similar to, to what we would do for other, you know, other commodities or other products that we're looking at. Um, so just because it's an insect, it doesn't really make uh, much of a difference, I guess, with with the actual risk assessment itself. I mean, uh, correctly, the, let's say the principles of risk assessment that we follow uh, have been already defined for all novel foods. Of course, from our conversation, you you may have understood that novel foods can be can be really diverse. You can have almost everything, like plants, microorganisms, insects, um, algae. So. Every time we have to tailor uh, the risk assessment, but the principles remain always the same in order to have a, a harmonized approach in our assessments. With, with that in mind, what is the, the current situation then as far as uh, insects are concerned? Do we have any, uh, any insect products already? Uh, approved yeah EU. yeah yeah we ha we have some actually uh, back in 2021 in january efsa released the first safety assessment of uh, any derived products product and since then some other followed we have assessed products deriving from the yellow mealworm lesser mealworm uh, grasshoppers and also house crickets 
and we have some more on the pipeline. Uh, and some of them uh, have been already authorized to be placed in the in the EU market. And just so that we're clear with our, our listeners, we're talking about farmed uh, farmed insects. We're not talking about insects <laughs> that you might find yeah, that, indeed, indeed. running around your house or no. Indeed, all the assessed products and subsequently, subsequently those authorized uh, are uh, have to do only with farmed insects because uh, one of the very important elements of the risk assessment is a detailed description and assessment of the production process. Okay. Well, MLLs, I think um, that gives us a really nice uh, overview and understanding of what's going on here at EFSA and also more, more broadly on, the, inse- on the, the issue of insects and food. I promised our listeners a, a surprise, uh, and this will come as a surprise to you as well, probably, Emelaus. Uh, I'm looking now beyond the studio to Ed. I'm going to beckon you into the studio, Ed, please. Ed is a colleague of ours uh, from the communications team. Now, Ed, you're, you've brought something with you. Tell us what you've got here. Hi, everyone. Hi, Ed. I've got here a few things to try. These here are house crickets in turmeric. We have some grasshoppers, pepper, so these are whole. And here are some crackers, and they are with uh, the flower of crickets as well as rosemary and thyme. Okay, so these these are all products that you you've brought. What you bought? Uh, not from a supermarket, but online directly from a producer. And I think it's only right that we give these a try, Emelau. So um, I'm going to ask you to to choose, to pick one of the three. I think it will go for a cracker. Okay, just describe it to, to the listeners, Emelau. So what have you got there? Well, it's square. It's square. <laughs> it looks very much like a cracker. It looks like a regular cracker. I, yeah. I can... I can smell the the herbs and the spices. Let me try it. Okay. Wow, that that sounds crunchy. It's quite crunchy. Yeah. I don't know, I just feel the the herbs. (laughs) Okay, you taste the herbs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we should say, I mean, it comes in a a packet that looks like a, you know, packet of crisps, let's say. Okay, so I've got a cricket here in my hand. yeah, it's hard to describe. I mean, if you look very closely, you can see clearly that it's, uh, you know, that it's it's as an insect. It's dried and and it's got a, a sort of coating, a powdery coating on it, which I presume is the turmeric. It's quite orange. Yeah, so it's quite orange. So um, I'm going to give that a go. That leaves then the grasshoppers. It does. It leaves. It does indeed. They're considerably bigger than than the crickets. I would say these must be maybe a couple of centimeters long. Yeah. And it says to remove the wings. I'm looking at Emma Laos. Yes, yes, you did, uh, you did well because uh, in cases that have uh, big insects, it's better to remove wings and and legs because you know they can they can be hazards when you you know you're, when you consume it as a, cho- a choking hazard or yeah, uh, yeah yeah okay okay well let's let's try this very peppery okay. that's the spice that it comes with yeah. To be honest, I wouldn't have expected you were so adventurous. No. Like uh, myself, I don't know. I I cannot. Um, it's it's difficult for me to consume an insect in a visible form, like how as it is. Okay, for me, like a cracker, when I don't see it, it's it's not a big deal. But whole insect, no. And yeah. actually, there are quite some studies 
on the acceptance of uh, edible insects by consumers also in, in Western countries. And the outcome of the studies points towards the direction that um, edible insects may, be, may have higher acceptance when they are not in a visible form. Yeah. Like, uh, for example, they are included in the foodstuff in the, in the form of powder. Yeah, which is what you had with your crackers there. Well, we'll have to see what happens with um, with insects. Uh, ultimately, as you say, that's in the uh, the hands and mouths of the consumers. Okay, let's call it a day there. Um, thank you very, very much, Emilaus, for being with us um, for the podcast, for sharing your expertise and experience. Thank you. Thank you a lot for having me here. And thanks, Ed, for for this uh, unexpected surprise. Thank you all to our listeners as well. Uh, we, uh, we, we'll be back soon with the next uh, episode of our podcast and we very much hope to have you there. Thank you and goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye.